1: And a very good morning, Friday morning. The Tab Queensland Racing Carnival is where champions emerge. Gamble responsibly call one eight hundred eight five eight eight five eight. 858 858 Some champions will emerge from tomorrow because the Winter Carnival is here with us. Stradbroke season. How good is twenty two?
4: How good is it, Mark? How good is it to be have the Winter Carnival back with us again? It rolls around quickly, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, a bit of a different feel this year with everyone will be able to come up from down south.
4: Yep. Yeah. No restrictions on uh, crowd numbers or anything like that. It'll be... Only
1: a... behavioural issues for certain people. That's right. Yeah. It won't be me. Yeah. That's oh, for okay. sure. always behave Have you been myself. invited to anything
4: yet? Uh, yes. Yes. I'll be there on uh, Doom and Cup Day at this stage. Uh, Who invited you? Sen. Oh, there you, yeah,
1: That doesn't count. Yeah, right. Yeah, so you were So basically, working. you're working. Yeah, yeah. You've been invited to work.
4: I have been invited to work. That's right. right so uh, yeah, looking forward to that. Oh, I'll be there. Stradbroke broke down for a couple of other days as well. So looking forward to it. Right. Great. Do you know how much it costs to get in? Uh, no, I've got a media, media pass. pass? Uh, you get yeah. a media pass. I've got you? a media pass, so I can wow. just waltz in there anytime I obviously like. Obviously, no
1: background checks are made on. <laughs> it's not like a blue card or anything. Anyone can get a media <laughs> no, pass, can they?
4: Obviously. Yeah.
1: No, but it is It is going to be great. Um, and we've got Karen McAvoy we coming have. on the show we've after got, 10 o'clock this morning.
4: We've got Karen McAvoy coming on, and we've got uh, Jimmy Orman on before 10 o'clock too, who rides mm-hmm. Rothfire tomorrow in the big victory stakes. Rothfire's back, mm-hmm. and hopefully back in... Bigger than better form than ever. Well,
1: during the week on uh, Breakfast with Patton Hills, we had uh, Tony Gollan on the program. We had Matt Hoisted as well. So, a couple of local trainers uh, that are hoping to have big winter carnivals as well. And I reckon they both
4: will. I think they will. Uh, Tony Gollan always has a big winter carnival. And the way that uh, Steve O'Day and Matty Hoisted have been going of late. 31%, they, I think their oh, strike rate is at the moment, Paddy was saying. Yeah, they just keep. You know, keep training winners. Yeah. They might be on Saturdays. It'll be harder now with a lot of interstate horses now on the scene, but don't worry. They'll uh, they'll still fly the flag. Top three from the week, your highlights? Well, they figure in my top three, actually. They figure in my top three. The Steve O'Day, Matty Hoisted Stable, Cornellaring the Princess Stakes at Doombin last week, of course, with Canadian Dancer winning and Taranga running second. Now, I'm not sure whether... I'm not sure whether Canadian Dancer will go on towards the Oaks, but I believe Tarangle will. So that was a good effort. They fought off the Interstate Challenge there in that listed race. So that's uh, the first of my top three. I think we've seen a really promising horse in Yiska. Now, we mentioned last week on the show, Lee Friedman, starting to get some traction now. Mm -hmm. He's got some really good numbers. He's trained quite a few winners out of his last 50 runners. Yiska's three from three we'll go for a break so we won't see Yiskur again over the winter but look out for that horse later in the year that was a dominant excuse me that was a dominant win on wet ground straight to the front and just powered away and Local again. I'm sticking with the locals because they're going to find it tough over the next couple of months. But Chris Anderson getting ubiquitous home to win the Mick Dittman plate. That was a terrific effort as well. The, the horse old, tried
1: well. Uh, poor old
4: Luke Dittman um, oh, missed out. Yeah, yeah he missed out in yeah. his uh, dad's race riding yeah. Shakiro because yeah. it was scratched due to the fact we got a heavy nine. Now, when I left here last Friday, Mark. I told Mark, you, I know,
1: you, you are the mock. Yeah, I told you.
4: <laughs> we had a good four. I told you. And then sometime on Friday no night, lunch. the rain comes, nine mils, and then it rains during the day. We end up on a heavy nine, which is okay. not fun. Yeah, anyway.
1: As a tipster. So I felt sorry for me. Well, that was his only – no, not for you. <laughs> Luke
4: Dippman, because that was his only ride. It was it's, his only ride, so – Anyway, well, so shame. there are your
1: highlights for the week. Um, update on Albion Park. Luke Gatehouse might be able to get his CEO cut of steak next Thursday night. They look like they might. Jeez. They'll be back at Albion Park. It's been two months A long time. That the Greyhounds have been off Albion Park, and Ipswich has done a remarkable job. In uh, keeping greyhound racing going in uh, southeast Queensland.
4: Uh, some news on Zach Lloyd. This is good news. Zach Lloyd, of course, he was the brother of uh, Jaden Lloyd, son of Jeff Lloyd, uh, moving to Sydney, having his indentures transferred to James Cummings for three months. That's a massive plus. Uh, he'll learn so much there, he'll work with some great people, and the experience he'll gain there is just invaluable. So that's just great for Zach Lloyd. He'll be going in the next week or two. Uh, the Archer Field has been finalised. I've got frog in my The Archer Field's been finalised, and that race's course is on the 7th of March at Callaghan Park in Rockhampton. We might go through that field if we've got time later in the day, but uh, we've got uh, 12 runners in that, including uh, Nickanova, Tyzone, Zone, Emerald Kingdom, Apache Chase, uh, and others. So, really exciting stuff for uh, Rocky. Rocky Amateurs coming up on the 7th of May. You've been to Rockhampton? Uh, no, I haven't been to Rocky you yet. Go. Yeah. Yeah, they told me it's a good spot to go. Someone recommended the mixed Mixed grill, grill. was it you? At the Criterion, yeah. That's right. Uh, Orbison, of course, is a horse that uh, we're highly anticipating the return of. David Van Dyke trains. Won four of four, all in good style. The last run was June last year. Will resume next week at the Gold Coast in the ATC Cup over 1,200 metres. Looking forward to Orbison. And Annabelle Nisham, who we mentioned uh, was taking over quite a few boxes from Michael Costa, who's moving to Dubai. Annabelle Nisham's stable officially kicks off on Monday on the Gold Coast. Now, after the
1: break, we're going to speak with Jimmy Orman, who's got a couple of handy rides tomorrow, that yeah. you actually want to speak to him about a jump out during the week <laughs> where he was on board April and Augusta.
4: Powered home. Very, very impressive.
1: Have you got an update from your trainer?
4: Uh, no, nothing as yet. Uh, oh. uh, Jimmy was quite impressed, but we'll ask him again on air and see what he has to say. Okay, that
1: is after the break here on so The waiting. Punter's Mate. The Tab Queensland Racing Carnival featuring Stradbroke season is where champions emerge. Gamba responsibly call one eight hundred eight five eight eight five eight. 858 858 A break and back with Jimmy Orman. This is The Punter's Mate on SEN. And it's all thanks to the TAB Queensland Racing Carnival. It's where champions emerge. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. A couple of uh, top jockeys on the program today. After the news at 10, we'll chat with Karen McAvoy. But I don't think there's a jockey in southeast Queensland in better form than our first guest, Jimmy Orman, who joins us, who's got some terrific rides uh, tomorrow. But, Chris Nelson, all you're interested in is a jump-out during the week where Jimmy was aboard... A horse that you own the tail of. Yeah, you fat. Yeah. April and Augusta. Morning, Jimmy. How are you? Good morning, guys. Thanks for
2: having me.
1: Did you have any idea that Chris Nelson, that April and Augusta that you rode to a victory in a jump out, Chris Nelson has made me watch that replay six times this morning <laughs> saying, look how well he got to the line. I can't she, wait to... check. She, she, I can't wait to speak to Jimmy. <laughs> yeah, no,
2: she... Um, when I first rode her, Kelly told me that Chris owns a bit of this one, so... <laughs> make sure, uh, hopefully, he can go a bit, which
4: it can. So, yeah, it'll be exciting. No, it is exciting. Looking forward to seeing her make her debut very shortly. I'm Not sure when that is at the moment, but it won't be far away. Mm. Good luck. Uh, yes. Not too far away. Uh, I was going to ask Jimmy, how's he coping with all the uh, all the pressure of being in uh, the courier mail lift out during the week? Had a picture of him and his, his lovely family there, and getting raps from other jockeys. It's really flying at the moment, Jimmy. You're keeping your feet on the ground.
2: Yeah, no, feet are on the ground, just trying to, um, keep going, do the best I can, that's all,
4: yeah. Well, you're certainly doing the best you can. Success only
1: comes from hard work, though, doesn't it, Jimmy? Yeah. And you must have put in an enormous amount of work to get the success you're having at the moment.
2: Yeah, no, I've been working, uh, I've worked hard my whole, sort of, career so far as a jockey, and, um, yeah, it's starting to pay off now, but, um, yeah, it's just, um, has been a long road to get to where I am now, but, um. And it's just a longer road to sustain that as well. So, But, yeah, no, it's, um, everything's going well at the moment, so it's
4: good. And you're getting really good support from uh, the major stables, uh, including Chris Waller. And, of course, you rode the winner of the tails, uh, the listed race last Saturday, Cucaracha, for Chris Waller.
2: Yeah, Cucaracha won well, the uh, derby winner. No, it was good Good to get a winner on him and uh, good to get a winner for Neville Morgan as well. And, um, yeah, good to see that fella get back in the winner's stall after... Um, not having a winner since the Derby. So, yeah, it was a, it was a good win, and
1: hopefully, he can continue to form for the um, Winter Carnival. Jimmy, we had the launch of uh, the Winter Carnival. We've got the first meeting tomorrow of the Winter Carnival. We're starting, as I said, we've got Karen McAvoy on the program a, a little bit later. Uh, the good horses are coming out. Do the jockeys also get a bit of a, a spring in the step um, when we get to this time of year? Do you feel that there's a different buzz in the air when you go to the track?
2: Oh, other morning, it's pretty similar, but we've got the course proper gallops and that. So yeah, it's um, oh, it's a great time of the year for Queenslanders because we um, our carnival is always a lot shorter than uh, the other carnivals around Australia. But um, we've got some fantastic races and we've got some fantastic horses coming and riders. So it's um, awesome to be. Uh, it's an awesome time of the year. We we all look excited. We're all excited for this time of the year. Uh, everyone's out there trying to trying to win some
4: of the big ones. Now, Jimmy, I'm super keen on the chances of uh, Rothfire tomorrow in the Victory Stakes, the Group 2. You're probably the best man to give us some idea of how the horse is going. He looked good in that trial. He won in in fast time. He didn't uh, over... He wasn't extended. Has his track work been since? Do you think he... Soundness-wise, how do you think he's going?
2: Look, his trial was very good. His track work's been good. Um, I cannot... Um, I couldn't be, uh, can't complain with how he's going, but very excited. Um, he he looks like he struck a very winnable race. It's going to be a great first-up assignment for him, and um, I'm hoping he can just keep ticking off the, the wins over the carnival.
4: Now, he's drawn poorly on paper, but really means nothing, because if you do your map, and I'm sure you have, there's nothing really that'll go with you.
2: Yeah, look, I wasn't worried when I seen the map, because like you said, there's no speed in the race, um, Matt has Nick and over up handy, which he's a backmarker, you know. So Paul was probably one of the only ones. Um, look, we, I'd say we, we'll roll across and we'll lead. I'd say we'll lead pretty comfortably. I'll we'll get our own. He doesn't go slow, though. He's a, a bit of a high-rolling horse, but he doesn't have to go ridiculous. He'll just lead on his ear, and I reckon he should be too good. He looks look his race first up.
4: Yep, couldn't agree more. Uh, now, your ride character in the Guineas, Probably uh, not, not one you know a lot about coming up from uh, New South Wales. Last run was the Derby, 2400. Back to the mile tomorrow. Wouldn't be easy. Yeah,
2: that's the only only concern. But um, like I said previously, got a good trainer in James Cummings. Um, look, we got barrier one. We're going to get a lovely run. Uh, I think John O'Shea's is the one to beat on paper. But um, mm. look, green belt's out. So it's a very winnable race. It'll be a great race to win.
4: Another, just the other one I wanted to ask you about was uh, one that I, I was disappointed in last start was Release the Beans. He, he looked to have every possible chance in the run, but he just didn't dash in the straight. His first start run was good. You rode him last start. Any issue there? Because it wasn't like him. Yeah, it was very
2: disappointing, wasn't it? Um,
4: I can't
2: solve the way the horses come on. His work was great on Tuesday and the horse proper was very, very good, actually, Um Worked with Sontes uh, and um, worked every bit as good as it. It's not a, the greatest track worker, of those Um Look, to not fault the horse at all. He's going well. He's just very. His first up run was great when he met them at odd. Um, when he met the field at badly weighted, yep. but um, for that tomorrow he'll um, meet the field well in the way. And look, if he races up the way he worked on Tuesday, uh, they won't beat him.
4: And he's only really put in that one bad run. It wasn't a horrible run, but it just was uh, was below his best. Now he draws well, so I'd suggest you'd have him just behind the leaders, or maybe in front, perhaps.
2: Yeah. Look, Rob thinks I. seems to think I might have been a touch too both on him the other day. Okay. The blinkers, go, the blinkers go on. Um, so I'd say we'll be in a similar sort of a spot with the blinkers on, and uh, look, I don't know. It doesn't look to be huge. being the race, does there? No. it? No. Looks like he can probably end up just behind the leader you know so um yeah i'm excited to be on him yeah he'll run well
1: jimmy the best of luck mate thanks very much for your time it's an exciting time for racing in queensland and we hope you have a smashing carnival and we'll chat to you down the track no
2: worries thank you thanks
1: for having me on no thanks for your time mate. Jimmy. jimmy orman there one of uh brisbane's leading jockeys and he's got a big carnival ahead of him and uh We'll all be watching. As I look to my right, the Rothfire cap still sits in Hill's merch corner. he
4: will have it um, on come
1: Monday. Well, it was a bit difficult the other day at the jump out, uh, which um, isotope, there was isotope and Rothfire in the one jump out. Yeah, yeah.
4: probably. No, I'm not sure. There might No, it might have been isotope in another one. Alligator ones. blood. Alligator that's blood, that's it. right. It was isotope,
1: yeah. I mean, because we've got a uh, um, uh, black soil bloodstock and an alligator blood cap. Hill's just had no idea which one to put on. <laughs> I mean, what do We're you do? Both. They're both in the same race. They're both well, the same jump out, but that's a race to heels because everything you should get paid for it. But uh, yeah, so um, Wish you did. Yeah, we've got the Alligator Blood, the Black Soil Bloodstock, and also the Rothfire Cap. They're in the corner, just waiting for the Winter Racing Carnival.
4: Well, it's here. No excuses, You can wear
1: all three. It is. And the tab Queensland Racing Carnival, featuring Stradbroke season, is where champions emerge. Gamble responsibly. Call one 858 A break and back with more on the punter's mate. This is The Punters, mate, on SEN. The Tab Queensland Racing Carnival is where champions emerge, gamble, or responsibly call 1800 858 858. Now, thanks to our good friends at Aquas, Queensland's best and largest stallion facility, it's time to follow, fold, or forgive. Now, this is going to be very important, Chris. Why? Well, the Winter Carnival. Because, you know, you're going to have horses that are, for for example, Chris, Rothfire first up tomorrow. So if you put that in the follow, fold, or forgive file for next week, people will listen to you. So you've got to understand that this is a critical segment now.
4: Always a critical segment, Mark. Sale. (laughs) S-A-Y-L. F-O-L-D. F-O-L-D. We're over him.
1: Okay. Look, and again. I thought Brixie just died in the corner. He no, must have he was, backed at last. He's backed at every start, okay. I think. All right, okay. <laughs> so fold, yeah. That's why he's you know, got the bottom magnet out of his thought, pants I today. I seriously thought he was dying in the
4: corner or something. <laughs> right, no. yeah. Lucky to afford his shirt after yeah. what sales done to him. Look, again, he wasn't too bad last week, but enough's enough. I mean, he's been too costly. He just keeps finding ways to get beaten. So mm-hmm. we'll fold on him for a while. He might have gone for a break anyway. So sales are fold. Taranga, which you mentioned earlier. Yeah, ran second behind Canadian Dancer in the Princess Stakes and will, I'd say, head on towards the Oaks. Uh, Only lightly race, fourth start. Promising type of filly. I like her, so definitely follow. Follow.
1: Alpine Edge, please give me some encouragement for Trent. Parcels Edmonds, who thinks Jason Statham should play him in a movie. Parcels. Raps himself. (laughs) Well, mate, he reckons Jason Statham would play him in a movie about the Herovian. That's going a little bit over the top, isn't
4: it? I haven't seen Jason well, Statham.
1: I, everyone tells me the girls outside that he's an well, he's an actor. Yeah. He's a half decent sort. So yeah. well, anyway, Alpine Trent Edge. obviously
4: thinks he's a half. I know that's sort.
1: what I'm saying. Calling him parcels. <laughs> anyway, Alpine Edge.
4: Alpine Edge resumed last week. First run on heavy ground and basically spun the wheels. Didn't handle it at all. So we'll forgive Alpine Edge, and hopefully he'll appear again, which he will shortly in the win- during the winter carnival. But we want him on a good track. Okay. So
1: Eagle Farm. Potentially. Mm-hmm. Or a little, dry doombin. But... I heard on the news today. Well, I heard on the news today that uh, El Nino or whatever it is, there oh. might be more more than normal but, rainfall in
4: I heard there was a winter. double El Nino. Oh, I have no idea. Dukon. This is a massive follow, Mark. This wow. is one of the biggest follows I've put out. Okay. This horse was terrific behind Cucaracha in the Tail Stakes. Also trained by Chris Waller. Two runs this time in. Caught my eye first up at the end of sixteen hundred meters. I thought the 1600 might be a bit short last week, and it was, plus the fact that the jockey, I think it was Sammy Collett, she couldn't get clear when she needed to in the straight. If she had have got into the clear earlier, I think this horse could have won the race. If he steps out over 1800 metres 2000 in the next couple of weeks, I'll be all over him like a cheap suit. Okay. So that is Jukon. I think that's the biggest follow we've had yep. in the history of follow, fold or forgive. Yep. Now, Roman Aureus, yeah, he was a good run in the last race. Second up, he sat three wide the entire trip, and he still looked the winner halfway down the straight, but he just couldn't quite finish off, which was understand understandable. That was a very game effort, and he is definitely a follow.
1: Okay, so out of the five, we've had four follows, and... No, wh- one, one for give. Forgive. Oh, that was Alpine Edge. That's right. So on the biggest follow in the history of follow-fold. Follow, I would forgive. say so, yeah. Yep. And Sale, the biggest fold potentially in the no, history of No, follow, probably follow. not the
4: biggest fold, but uh, he is a it. fold. Well, yeah. one of us Bricksy, nearly died, yeah. <laughs> Brixie's given him a big fold. Any update on Garibaldi? Uh, no. But I can give you an update on McEwen. Remember McEwen? I asked Tony Golan about McEwen because one of my friends actually asked okay. me about McEwen. He's gone off to be an equestrian horse. Oh, okay. So no more McEwen for any fans okay. out there.
1: Don't remember it, sorry. I remember Garibaldi, but I don't remember because Garibaldi uh, has the honour of three weeks in a row and all follow, fold, or forgiveness. it for weeks. a while. It has, yeah. It has. We're going to take a break. News is coming up. Other side of the break, we're going to speak to Karen McEvoy. The uh, Southern Jockeys are starting to make their way to Queensland. And Karen, I think he's the only one at the moment yep. uh, that's making his way south for the first weekend of the Winter Carnival. So we'll find out why he's decided to come early and whether he's going to stay um, the whole time or just uh, uh, commute back and forth to Sydney so one of Australia's leading
4: jockeys Karen McAboy joining us three-time Melbourne Cup winner after the break
1: This is The Punters, mate, on SEN. Second half hour of the show on this uh, Friday morning, and it's all thanks to the Tab Queensland Racing Carnival featuring Stradbroke season. It's where champions emerge. Gamble responsibly call 1-800-858-858. We missed them all last year, those from down south that couldn't come north for the Winter Carnival, but uh, this weekend sees the arrival of the horses, the trainers and the jockeys. Karen McAvoy is one of those, and I'm pleased to welcome, welcome him to the punters, mate, this morning. Karen, uh, thanks very much for your time. We're looking forward to having you all arrive in Brizzy for the Winter Carnival. You must be looking forward to getting here.
0: Yeah, definitely. It's um Obviously, a bit of a funny year last year. We, we couldn't get up there for a lot of those main ones, so looking forward to, to heading back up there on Saturday.
1: Mate, I must say um, that uh, my – I mentioned to you before I we chatted before you came on air, my sister, Michelle Plumtree and Henry Plumtree, you rode for Darley back in the day, and uh, Michelle is still rates right. you as one of her favourites. a dead heat, Henry just told me, between you and your brother-in-law, <laughs> Brett Preble, so <laughs>
0: there you go. Uh, great people. They've been uh, great supporters of mine over many years, and – yeah, have a lot of fun with uh, Henry and Michelle when we catch up.
4: Now Karen, will you base yourself here during the winter, or will you go back and forth to Sydney?
0: No, just go up and back. Yeah, um, with with um, things happening still midweek down in Sydney, and um, plenty of, of kids' sports on Sundays. So we'll um, we'll be up there on on the on the weekends, on the Saturdays, ready to to rip in and um, and, um, and and looking forward to it.
1: So, what sports your week one, Karen?
0: um bend the knee really um you know we're coming up for the guineas i think he's a he's a great chance for me and um initially quantico was going to go around in the sprints as well um but that horse he was going to go around in the victory stakes but that horse had a, a slight injury during the week um with, with his final gallop so he couldn't make it up but um so yeah i'm looking forward to to, to riding bend the knee i think um he, he's a nice uh he's a nice horse nice three-year-old going forward and um, and he's he's come out of his last running good order, good order so I think he, he gets their
4: third up, ready to peak. Just on Ben the knee, Karen, you haven't ridden him this preparation, but you have ridden him in the past, and of course you rode him to victory at Flemington over 1,400, uh, going back uh, last spring. 1,600 metres is a distance that uh, he hasn't been to. Are you confident he'll run it out strongly?
0: Yeah, I think so. He's, he's got a nice attitude. He's, he's, um, he's, he's by his a lot of a man called Kneeling, and I'm pretty sure that she won at a mile, so um he's, he's got a good attitude, the horse, and he, he seems as though he's got the right demeanour to, to, um, to run a mile out strongly. So, um, you know, we've drawn a nice barrier there on the weekend where we should be able to just park away and, and save him for that long run home there up at, at the Eagle, Eagle Farm straight.
1: Well, at the moment, Eagle Farm's a soft five, Karen. Uh There is the forecast for a couple of showers, but it won't get much worse than a soft five. When was the last time you rode on a soft five?
0: <laughs> yeah, it would have been a little while ago. Uh, we've had a pretty wet... Uh, few weeks that's for sure down here in in Sydney so um, uh, it's going to be nice to get back on some firmer footing that's for sure.
1: We talk about horses and and their liking of different surfaces but from a jockey's perspective is it harder work for you on a horse depending on you know the heavier it gets does it make it harder to ride or does that depend on the horse and how they handle the conditions?
0: Yeah I think it depends on the horse and how they're handling it Um, and you know it can be definitely a more arduous day at work where you've had seven or eight rides on a heavy track. Um, so, yeah, it's um, it's obviously imperative that the horse is handling it and then, and then the jockey can handle it.
4: <laughs> Just on uh, a couple of your other rides in the feature races uh, tomorrow, Karen Jamia in the victory, a uh, horse that gets back. There doesn't look to be a lot of tempo up front. Rothfire looks the sole leader.
0: Yeah, that's right. It doesn't look to be a heap of pressure for her, uh, the main sprint race on the day. But um, Jamia, she's a, a horse that I've seen a fair bit of, I haven't... Um, ridden her yet but um you know she's a filly that i think she's going to enjoy getting back onto some dry ground um you know form reads that um her first two runs back this prep were were pretty good and then um and then sorry her first her first run back on on the gold coast was good and then she's she, she ran really well behind fangirl on a good four as well and then since then the heavy tracks have um have just gone against her so i think that she can be a good chance um if they're running on strongly,
4: um, you know, up there on Saturday. The other one that really interests me is Plimstock in the, uh, the Del Rallo Stakes. Now, uh, two starts. You haven't ridden Plimstock uh, as yet, but just gives me the impression that can get back in the field and run on strongly. It looks to be a stack of speed in this race.
0: Yeah, there does look to be plenty of pressure in this. Um, she's actually, a philly. I have ridden her once in a track gallop um, in between her win and and um, her run in the Lonro listed Listed race there in, in February. So um, she, she's uh, a half-sister to um, to uh, trekking, um, and she's got a lot of um, his attributes. She's, she's quite a fiery little thing, and she's got plenty of ability. So wouldn't surprise me to see her run really well in, in what looks a pretty solid race.
4: Did you know, Mark, that uh, karen has got a, a statue in Streaky Bay where he... Uh Grew up and was yeah, born. Yeah, I, I,
1: I've noticed that. Yeah, I heard that. How many
4: that. other jockeys do you think have statues, Karen? <laughs> do you know how many other jockeys have statues? There wouldn't be many. No, I don't. No, there wouldn't be that many.
0: Um, so yeah, it was a pretty special honour. It, it was quite a surreal, uh, humbling experience. But it was it was great to have all the family there and. Um, and plenty of friends on the day to, to, um, to take it in. And, and it was, um, yeah, it was fantastic.
1: We do love a statue, though, in Queensland. I've only <laughs> lived here 20, nearly 28 years or something. There's Wally, there's have uh, Darren Lockie has got one. There's John Eels at Suncorp Stadium. They're all there. JT, Jonathan Thurston up in Townsville. So Queenslanders do love a statue, so they'll appreciate that. Yeah.
4: How, did the statue, <laughs> uh, how did the statue rate with the uh, induction to the South Australian Racing Hall of Fame in 2017? That would have been a very proud moment for you as well.
0: Yeah, it was. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, when you're getting put into your, your, your home state hall of fame, it was, it was pretty exciting. And once again, had the family there for that day and, um, uh, that was a pretty special honor as well. It, it was, but the statue was done by, um, by, by a gentleman who, 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 he did up the, uh, Maccabi Diva statue okay. in, um, in Port Lincoln as well. And, um, yeah, Ken Martin done a, done a fantastic job. He's done a few other statues around the Adelaide Oval and, Um, he's a very talented man and yeah I was was pretty happy with with, um, his his piece of work he's he's put uh, plenty of time and effort into it and he's done a great job.
1: Mate has your career exceeded your expectations or your hopes when you set out on this uh, long and wonderful journey?
0: Yeah I think so you know it's um, it's been a a, a great journey that's for sure been lucky enough to ride some some great horses and um, um, hopefully there's still a few big more races you know a few more big races that I can add to the to the uh, trophy cabinet and um, and looking, looking to do that, this, this uh, winter carnival.
4: 79 group ones by my count, 69 in Australia, 10 international, three Melbourne Cups, a Caulfield Cup, a Golden Slipper and three Everest. There's probably some more highlights yep. there, I would imagine. Riding <laughs> for Godolphin in the UK, early 2000s, how much did you learn? How important was that experience for your career?
0: Yeah, it was fantastic. Um, it was It was great to be over there. You know, working alongside Frankie Dettori and those guys, um, you know, some great jockeys and great horsemen. And, and yeah, the, the Good Offering experience was, was, um, was an unbelievable uh, journey, that's for sure. And, it, um, you know, it's plenty of fond memories uh, made and, and plenty of things learned along the way that I've been able to put to good use back here in Australia. And, um, um, yeah, it was, it was a fantastic time in my career.
1: How different is it um, overseas, riding and racing?
0: Yeah, plenty, lots of you know, lots of different tracks, lots of different um, um, you know, big galloping tracks. Horses are trained a lot differently. It's, it's a bit more stamina based rather than speed based, um, like we are here in Australia. So um, it was a different, um, it had to be tactically a bit different over there, and um, it was you know riding on a different track every time you went to the races. It's a little bit different to how we do it here in Australia, but um, it was really enjoyable, I know we were able to ride throughout Europe and uh, ride in some of the big races, um, you know, Arc Triomphe and. Um, English derbies and, um, and and races like that. It was a real dream come true.
4: Out of all those uh, highlights I just read out a moment ago, with the Group Ones, etc., has there been a biggest highlight out of all of that? What's what's been the the most important and the biggest victory that you've had in racing?
0: Um, I'd probably say my first Melbourne Cup. Yeah, you know, without that, I wouldn't have been able to to, to have been on the the, the juggernaut um, and and and, and, and been, you know gain the experiences that I've been able to. To take part in, um, so I'd, I'd probably say my first Melbourne Cup was the the, the, the the scene setter, if you like.
1: And Karen, looking at the um, from afar, the autumn carnival in Sydney, despite the wet weather, the crowds. Uh, Now that this gloom seems to have been lifted upon uh, office with regards to COVID, they came back in in droves, as we expected, with a really carnival-like atmosphere. It must have been a terrific time uh, to be riding at the races, despite the weather in the autumn carnival. Can we expect the same, you reckon, when we get our our big crowds, uh, Eagle Farm and and over the winter carnival? Was it a different buzz there in the autumn carnival this year with all those people and the way they approach being back at the races?
0: yeah I think so it was you know a lot of young crowd there and it was um um you know plenty of atmosphere They were up and about obviously being um you know held back from from seeing you know live sporting events for a long time and it was uh it was great to have them back on course so you know i I definitely um can see Uh, the local Queenslanders and and even people from interstate travelling up and I'm sure there's going to be great atmosphere during the carnival up here in Brisbane. I can't wait to to take part in in it.
1: Well we look forward to having you here mate. Uh, Best of luck tomorrow and uh, good luck for the winter carnival and uh, it's going to be a ripping time. Thanks for your time this morning. Much appreciated.
0: No worries, guys. Have a good weekend. You too, mate. There
1: is Karen McEvoy, one of Australia's leading, one of the world's leading jockeys, really, when you think about it. And uh, coming up for the Winter Carnival, which starts tomorrow. And yeah, back in those Dali days when my brother-in-law was the boss of Dali, straight Godolphin, And uh, Michelle does have her favourites, it must be said. My sister um, and Karen McAvoy, uh, <laughs> equal with uh, Brett Preble. Uh, they still, she still yeah. has a soft spot for those
4: two. And, of course, that Melbourne Cup win he mentioned uh, that kicked him uh, or got him going was Brew back in 2000. Mm. And I don't think Karen looks years ago. any no, older than he no, did no, he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> when he rode that winner. He doesn't. Some, of the, other, uh, some of the others do. Um, yes, you they know, do. Because it's a hard Karen. life
1: being a jockey. You well, know, no, you, all the oh, wasting and the work they have to go through, and particularly down in Victoria, two of those jockeys, they seem to ride every day. Well, Twice there's night meetings,
4: day meetings. Oh, I know. Yeah, I know. There's no rest. Anyway, that
1: was great to be able to speak to Kerry McAvoy. It was. We're going to take a break here on The Punters, mate, on this Friday morning. Other side of the break, we'll check in with the birthday boy from Crossbet, Scott Cross, to get the latest betting markets, and we've got your weekend forecast, and we might even – we might even have a That's Magic. We can sneak it in. Time will tell. This is The Punters, mate, on SEN. The Tab Queensland Racing Carnival featuring Stradbroke Season is where champions emerge. Gamble responsibly. Call one eight hundred eight five eight. 858 Eight five eight. Now, time to, le- to check the latest betting markets with Crossbet and Scott Cross joining us. It's a big day. His Reds are playing tonight against the Chiefs at Suncorp Stadium, but it's his birthday.
3: Oh, 21st again. It is, mate. <laughs> yeah, mate. Uh, we'll say 23. Oh, there you go. Yeah, don't be lie. nice.
1: Now, uh, is it, uh, where, where are we spending birthday night? Are
3: we going to the Reds? No, like nothing. I'm trying to do as little as possible. I think today.
1: Okay, so you're missing out on your Reds against the Chiefs. How the, uh, how are they going to go? Oh.
3: Look, uh, I've been dreading this question, uh, and I think after last round, after Magic Round, we see there the the gap between Australia and New Zealand rugby still exists, and is really, I think you can't go past this. I uh, I think it's a tough ask for the Reds. James O'Connor uh, is still at so at two fifty. Uh, it's a bit of a an mask and um, going to Chiefs
1: at fifty. Mate, that line's a little bit scratchy. So just while I'm chatting, see if we can move around a bit. Uh, yeah, no Suli Asi Bunabalu either for the Reds tonight, which is a, a bit of a blow. He just can't take a, a trick, the, the Reds winger. So, um, yeah, the Chiefs' favourites there. And I would imagine they'd be... One of the longest-priced teams of the weekend, the Gold Coast Titans, up against the Panthers tonight at Seabus Super Stadium. It's going to take some hell of an effort for the Titans just to get close on their form from last week.
3: Oh, absolutely. And look, the Panthers are red hot. The line is 18 and a half, and I probably think the Panthers cover it. The Titans are at $7, and I, as you say, I just simply think it's too big a ask, and I think this is a really uh, a walkover for the Panthers.
1: Okay. I thought we'd look at two of the feature races tomorrow. There's more than two. There are some really good races tomorrow at Eagle Farm. But what about the Queensland Guineas? We just had uh, Karen McAvoy on the program. He is riding Bend the Knee for John A. Shea. And it's uh, getting close to favouritism with character, is it? Uh, is character the favourite for the Guineas?
3: Yeah, character's still the favourite. It's the market moving and favourite at four fifty. However, the punters have come for three others: Coast Watch, Bend the Knee, uh, as you just mentioned, and Festival Dancer. I actually like Coast Watch at seven fifty for form. Uh, you know, Wallace always on fire, and Jimmy Byrne knows how to ride a winter uh, winner. So, uh, I'm going to go with Coast Watch here. Right, on. victory stakes. Victory stakes, no surprise. <laughs> the Rothfire. punters have come for one horse and one horse only. Yep. After, some, uh, after some stable dramas last week, Heathcote's uh, superstar, Rothfires, the favourite at $2.25. There's a gap there, a bit of money for Count de Rupee, Vega One and Baller. Look, Rothfires' form first up is fantastic, and uh, it, it, it's hard to tip against him.
1: Yeah, I know. Well, I know, Semi Highland, he likes Star Tontes. Too upset.
4: Going to give away a big yeah. start. He
1: likes starts on taste. Yeah. So, anyway, it's about $10 and well, $9 at the moment, isn't it?
4: Excellent.
3: Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it, it's long. It's uh, it's a big ask, but um, it doesn't hit the bookies. He'd be happy with an upset.
1: Yeah, well, if you're looking for some value outside of Rothfire, but Rothfire is still not a bad price uh, when you consider the way no, the Absolutely not. Are. Yeah. Now, the Lions and the Swans on Sunday afternoon at the SCG, they don't have a great record against the Swans in Sydney, the Lions. I don't think they've won there for 15-plus years or more.
3: Yeah, it's uh and, and the Swans are favorite, dollar eighty three. Look, the Lions are just over a touch over two dollars. The Lions two and a half. Look, it's a close game, but on form you'd probably say at home the Swans are going to be the favorite. But um yeah, the heart would like the Lions to continue their streak. But um very close match this one.
1: And on breakfast with Patton Heels during the week, um legend um, Luke Hodge tipped the Suns to beat the Collingwood to beat Collingwood. I reckon that's a value bet, isn't it?
3: That's a value bet. $2.52, the Suns, the Lions at 11.5. Look, after the Anzac Day performance, I, I would have thought Collingwood was pretty is good value at $1.53. But uh, yeah, maybe he's right. Maybe we do see an upset, but uh, the money's uh, certainly on Collingwood's side.
1: Well, his theory is that Anzac Day Monday clash um, against Essendon is the biggest home and away game of the year. They build themselves up for it. It's such an emotional Game, there's often a letdown on the other side of it, and the Suns did beat Collingwood last year at the MCG. That is Luke Hodges' theory, and uh, fair call. That's a fair call, yep. absolutely. So it is it should, a fair call. Uh, it should be a ripping game on the weekend. Well, mate, you have a great birthday, and I oh, well, let's hope
3: the Reds can get me a good present. Absolutely, me a win. and
1: and we'll chat to you next week. Take care, all the best. There is uh, Scott Cross from CrossBet with a betting wrap today. What about your weekend forecast, Chris?
4: Well, fine weather, firstly. Might get some fine weather at Eagle Farm and a good track. and looking forward to that. Would you like a couple for the Sunshine Coast tonight? Oh, tonight, yes, yes, yes. Well, this afternoon, we've got a twilight meeting at uh, the Sunshine Coast. We kick off at 2.34 and we finish at 6.53. Race three, number one, Swiss Exile. Annabelle Nisham and Jimmy Byrne, a two-year-old that was heading towards the Magic Millions in the summertime. Things just didn't pan out. I thought the runs were all good, though, and has trialled well in Sydney, so we stick with race three, number one, Swiss Exile. I'm going to throw one in here at odds just to have something small each way at around $14. Race five, number five, Barag. Looked good winning a recent trial at Deegan. 1,400 metres first up appeals, and we know we'll get through the ground, and we are on a heavy eight tonight at the Sunshine Coast. It's race five, number five, something small each way. And the last race, number 10, he knows, O'Day Hoisted and Jaden Lloyd. Jaden Lloyd combined here. Uh, They've been going so well, as we've said earlier in the show. He knows fourth up from a break. I think the 1,300 metres is ideal for him. He's drawn an inside gate. So Jaden Lloyd, with the rail out so far, the horse does generally get back. So he'll need a bit of luck to get through in the straight. But if he gets that luck, he's going to be the one to beat. So race eight, number 10, he knows, rounds them out tonight or this afternoon at the Sunshine Coast. Now tomorrow, big day at Eagle Farm, Mark. We may as well start with the best of the day, and that is race eight, number three, Rothfire. Okay. As I've said many times, I can just see him crossing, controlling, kicking away in the straight and winning the race. So he should be making a winning return. Race eight, number three. Race nine, number five, go Wanji. Love this horse. Nine starts, six wins. Really should have won last start at And That was three weeks ago. Got a long way back in a slowly run race, and he just absolutely powered through between rivals in the straight. When he got into the clear... He only needed a few more bounds and he would have won that race. So 1,400 metres at Eagle Farm, perfect for him. And I like the fact he's drawn out. There'll be nothing in his way. He'll have an unimpeded run down the straight. So race nine, number five. And that's a nice little multi. Race eight, number three, Rothfire. Into race nine, number five, Go Wanji, responsibly. And the weapon's back tomorrow. Steady the weapon ready. Is back. Yeah, steady ready. I've got him on top in race five, the Rallo, but... There's a lot of speed in that race, and I just hope he doesn't get taken on. Maybe, look, he's drawn a good gate, so maybe Luke Tarrant is, will be quite happy just to take a sit. I don't know if the horse has to lead. He's only been seen once. He went like the clappers in front. He was taken on, and then he just powered away from them. So he might be one right out of the box. This is obviously a lot harder. That's, uh, he's right up to, where uh, would think, steady, ready. So we'll, we'll go with him, but I will he's not one of my best, but I hope he wins. No, but it's exciting when you see a horse that uh, yeah. wins a trial by
1: 13 lengths and then comes out and wins its first race by, you know. Four. Uh, and, yeah. as and and Got taken With ease, on yeah yeah got taken yeah.
4: onto the turn burnt the other one off and just then just just to see what it can do and when the trainer
1: um, Matty Sears refers to it at this horse as a weapon yep it just as exciting so anyway. he must
4: be getting some massive offers from Hong Kong and, and those knocked m- them
1: back well as Tony Sears says the
4: uh, owner yeah. has plenty yeah but still yeah but still I mean if he wins again tomorrow then he wins again and looks really good yep. he, I don't know it'd be hard to knock back. Um, oh, you got more? Have you got more time or are we out of time?
1: Well, no, I thought you might want your...
4: No, I'll just quickly run over these at a bit better value. Race 2, number 7, Vitesse Francais at around $5. And race 3, number 2, Release the Beans, at around $6. Ho, oh, oh, ho, oh, ho, it's mad. I'm sure you just make things up so we can play that every week or well, whenever we can. <laughs> no, it's a ripper, yeah. isn't it? Pilot. Yeah. Yeah. What was the other one? January. January. Yeah. 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 How good. Anyway, um, that's magic for this week. Now, I'm sure most out there have heard this story last uh, Sunday at Albany in Western Australia. Albany or Albany? Albany. Albany? They pronounce it Albany. Okay. Yep. Well, they, they say Derby as well. They do say Derby. Okay. Uh, a punter who is goes under the moniker of super multi-tips on Twitter, puts his multis up regularly. Well, he had a day out last uh, last Sunday afternoon at Albany. He had, uh just trying to read these out in order if I can. He started off with Art Admirer in race four. Uh, I haven't got the price for that one, but Art, Art Admirer was the first one. Then he went into, or oh, 720 was the next one. No, 720 was the first one. Then he went to Little Punga at $14. Then Baranova at $8.50. And then he rounded it out with the last winner at $7.50. So I think he like, he got the of uh, 500 times or something as well. One out, he had $50 on it. Just one, two, three, four. Yep. Ended up with $689,000 in his account. Wow. <laughs> Every punter's dream. That is magic. That's life-changing in a big way. That is life-changing as well. So there you go. Imagine flicking the button and it goes from $35 to $689,000. Enjoy day one of the carnival. You too, Mark. Thank you. We'll catch you you
1: next week on The Punters, mate. And uh, it is going to be a cracking day at Eagle Farm. The Tab Queensland Racing Carnival is where champions emerge. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858.